1: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, <laughs> America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable Bo Brock, uh, PHNX Cardinals. After dark, we just watched Hard Knocks Episode 2 with the Arizona Cardinals, Bo, a ton to unpack. But I think just in general, it was nice to watch an episode knowing that a car crash was not incoming, that the team <laughs> did get the win on Sunday against right. the LA Rams. And uh, I think you and I were texting throughout the show, biggest takeaway, uh, Colt was QB1 clearly throughout the week, and it showed in this episode.
2: Yeah, I want to ask our guest who directed this episode, Terrell Riley, if it, if he had to play it close to the vest in his personal life as far as... Knowing what the rest of the world didn't that Colt McCoy was quarterback one for the Arizona Cardinals pretty much the entire week. And you saw the leadership on full display. I thought as far as Buda Baker, JJ Watt and Colt McCoy, if you feel like this team is short on leadership, it's not. Those guys absolutely are leaders on the field, off the field. A lot of great quotes from the show. Great ending. We got some insight into Sean Kugler, who you and I obviously really like the offensive yeah. line run game coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. And then kind of some funny moments at the end about how uh, Billy Price, the, the current starting center for the Cardinals, was typing his notes. And Sean Kugler said, yeah, I'd do it too if I knew how to type myself. So, Great quotes out there. I already see uh, Jordan cliff saying, you got to have some fucking balls in this game at the end of the uh, Rams game. Lots of great quotes in this episode. So another enjoyable one for me, Johnny. Yeah, it was fun. We got a a signature Watt episode, him going through
1: everything that he did with his, his heart issue that thankfully was squared away. Got to see some family life. You know, I'm watching JJ Watt, who's not under contract with this team next year and thinking to myself, yeah, can it be a little (laughs) bit overrated sometimes Absolutely. But 99, when he leaves this team, whether he retires, maybe he comes back on a one-year deal, it's going to be a massive leadership loss throughout the team, throughout this front seven. What he does, you look up, he's got six sacks roughly on the season, five and a half. I mean, he's doing what they asked him to do. And so watching it up close tonight, and uh, you can tell how many of the other players respect him, along with Buda yeah. Baker, along with Colt McCoy. You mentioned at the top of the show Leadership is not an issue for this team. I think it's more so execution. And it's just strange that it took Colt McCoy against the defending Super Bowl champions, albeit without Stafford, they're not playing their best ball, for them to Mm -hmm. to put together four quarters of their most complete game of the season to the point where, you know, that game was really never in doubt. And you saw how cohesive they are. So many layers to unpack, but what it stood out to you tonight in this episode?
2: I, I mean, right out of the gates, I mean, you see they open up with Kyler Murray getting treatment on his hamstring, and what yeah. they were telling us today, as far as Cliff and and Kyler himself said that he's continuing to get treatment, so he's not out of the woods as far as his hamstring issue. Uh, if they're being as transparent as telling us that he's he's still receiving that type of uh, stuff on his on his hamstring, but then they go they cut to to Colt McCoy and how he's preparing for the game. Yeah, how he is in the QB room and how just how he is just looking at each and every detail. And he says that he expresses that. We've gotta, it's gotta be about the details. You gotta be on my level with all of this essentially. And he's saying it in, in in the meeting room, he's saying it on the practice field, and he's talking the talk, he's walking the walk, and the preparation there between, you know, last week's episode where we see Kyler Murray kind of breaking down game film and realizing where he missed, and then you're seeing Colt McCoy kind of walk through the preparation process. I mean, it was a breath of fresh air, but also it was like, okay, we. I, I would love to see Kyler Murray reach some sort of level of preparation like that with Colt McCoy. And that's not a huge indictment. I, I You know, obviously they didn't, I, I don't think that it, it doesn't exist. I just think that Colt is probably as far as expert level, as far as that goes. Well, his his football IQ
1: is off the charts. He's 10 years plus older than Kyler Murray. He's seen everything. He started how many years? Four, three, four years at University of Texas, was a third-round pick, had been kind of the quarterback in waiting for multiple franchises, just never really clicked and has become a really nice career backup. And listen, if you needed kind of extra insurance, assurance, I should say, that this franchise believes they can win games without Kyler Murray, this was the episode to watch just how he and Cliff Kingsbury emoted before and after the game, the, the, the fact he's breaking out the huddles. And again, it's not like Kyler's not there and not present. He is, he's on the sideline. He's shaking guys' hands, but man, I, it goes to show like this coming Monday night football game, as much as we all want Kyler to play or, or most of us, I should say, it's not going to be a surprise when 12 gets all the first-team reps again in route to starting uh, against San Francisco. I want to get to some of these comments here. Tom yeah. Baum points out something uh, I think a lot of us were wondering. what were we are going to see Eno you know, Benjamin? We did yeah. not see any kind of blow-up. And we kind of estimated, Bo, if we were going to see – The end game of Eno's eventual release from the Cardinals, it would be the start of next week uh, and next week's episode. But Tom saying Eno with the hoodie at the end, uh, that was sad. It was sad. Uh, He wasn't a presence in this episode. We have to wait and see. Uh, Isaiah Chavez, love this. I'm watching the PHNX Cardinals and Sun Devils live stream. Absolutely love to see that. Sun Devils off a big win. Darksaber saying, Bo, where you need to be at the time to be there. The ball's coming out. I wish they would coach Kyler the same way get the ball out and then Bo, that's something we've been preaching ever Mm -hmm. since Sunday's victory is just like merge this offense, teach the sense of urgency with Kyler, take what the defense has given you. And it feels like the Cardinals will have better results, you know,
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what we said. The advantage, you know, unfortunately it was an injury that took Kyler Murray out of the game and put him on the sidelines, but the advantage of having him on the sidelines, seeing this firsthand, watching this offense operated and executed at the highest level it's been all season long and being able to take away from that in a dub that that's great. That's great for this team. Now, you know, can, does it, did it resonate? Did the preparation, did the execution resonate? with the Cardinals true QB one and Kyler Murray, you know, that remains to be seen. Our guy, Damian Anderson, you says you can pretty much give this guy all the tools and insight that he needs. Is he going to put it into, uh, into action? Is he going to deploy it himself? That's going to be the biggest question going forward for this Arizona Cardinals team. But, uh, really, really fascinating to kind of just watch that week, uh, come together. Didn't ex- I thought we were going to see a little bit more of Buddha Baker, but that was kind of a, I'm sure they gave us a ton of Buddha last week. Everybody yeah. kind of he became the darling of this franchise, and everybody realized that uh, he he's a true leader of this organization. And we saw that he it, they quickly took us through him going from zero percent chance play to practicing on Friday to out there making a big play in the second half, the interception. Uh, Just huge for this Arizona Cardinals organization. we got a guest coming up here shortly joining us from NFL Films, the director Terrell Riley. But first, got to tell you about our Four Peaks watch party coming up for the World Cup. It's going to happen in less than a week. You can enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. $3 kit lifters, $3 well wheat pints. You get to watch every single U.S. and Mexico game with us, PHNX, at Four Peaks, their H Street location. I'm telling you right now, if you register in the show notes below this video or wherever you find your podcast, you're going to do yourself a huge favor. Future self will thank past self that you got yourself a watch party seat. You're going to enjoy it at the beautiful and awesome Four Peaks location in Tempe. They're hosting every U.S. and Mexico World Cup match starting on Monday. You got Mexico's first World Cup match starting on Tuesday, November 22nd. Be there 8 a.m. We got a delicious breakfast buffet, drink specials, appearances from rising head coach Juan Guerra. Buy your tickets in the description. I believe it's free 99. You can register. Uh, Awesome event going on. Also, we got to thank our friends over at OGs. Pumped to be uh, back with OGs, of course, they got all the different flavors of um, unbelievable gummies. Your Arizona cannabis kitchen, it's got a, a, a gummy for each occasion, including getting to sleep and staying asleep. Their sleep time gummy is game-changing. You got the Aquaberry flavor, and then outside of the sleep time stuff, you got all sorts of fruits. You got the, uh, the orange creamsicle gummy. If you're feeling OGs, you got to check out all their popular products. OGsbrands.com, that's OG O-G-E-E-Z brands. Dot .com check them out on Instagram at OGs if you want it's a great stocking stuffer get some for uh, some fr- family and friends during the holidays check them out check them out at your local dispensary you got to be 21 years or older Johnny we're waiting for our guy from NFL Films and uh, HBO
1: Hard Knocks Terrell Riley to join us momentarily marks in the chat pointing out something that i think a lot of people are surprised by i thought Beecham, kelvin Beecham, was a quiet <laughs> nice guy But he was talking smack to Leonard Floyd. like to see that fire. I tweeted this out during the show. Like, Beecham is, you know, everybody's quick to say, yeah, you got to replace Kelvin Beecham. And then you look at, like, the PFF scores at the end of the week, and he's the top of the list every week. And he just goes about his business. And then you get a look into this, and you have greater appreciation, Bo. Clearly the leader or one of the leaders for this offensive line and holding it together with four replacement-level players and Kelvin Beecham on the right side. What he was able to do with Lasita Smith – Against Aaron Donald was absolutely incredible, and to me, it was one of the highlights of the episode. Beecham, not the most physically imposing guy, but mm-hmm. man, you talk about just one of the all-time value signings for this team. A lot has gone wrong this year, but you know, re-signing big number sixty-eight was not one of them.
2: Yeah, it kind of transcends the playing field, right? You know, his leadership, his his voice in the locker room. And when you think about, like, the the continuity that they had for the offensive line going from last year to this year, and they had Rodney Hudson, he's been unavailable for him. DJ Humphreys has been out the last couple of weeks. You know, you're thinking, okay, there's Beecham. He's kind of that uh, calming voice, and it's important, especially when he's out there on the right side with with Sidious uh, uh, Smith Uh, taking care of number 99 Aaron Donald uh what's what went into that with the preparation everything you saw on full display tonight in the episode two of hard knocks put together by our guest coming up here from NFL Films director Terrell Riley joins us here on PHNX Cardinals and Terrell it was another fantastic episode thanks for joining us Mm -hmm. what was your
0: uh what was your favorite part from tonight's episode Oh, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. It's yeah. a pleasure, an honor to uh, be out here directing the show. Um, obviously, Colt McCoy taking the helm, taking, taking yeah. leadership, uh, going out there and seeing his preparation during the week and let, allowing the fans to see uh, not just Colt, but just how the guys prepare uh, and all the guys stepping up to get the victory in L.A.
1: I love the kind stuff behind the scenes, Terrell, going to his son's football game. He's somebody under fire with this franchise this team not living up to expectations steve kime has hired three head coaches as the general manager of the arizona cardinals little bit outside the box what did you guys get a sense from steve during your time with him what kind
0: of guy is he what can you share with our cardinal fans um that he doesn't feel under the gun that he's going out there and he feels confident with the guys that he has on the roster um guys are obviously stepping up and um I mean, it's definitely showing. I mean, he doesn't let it, let it, you know, doesn't listen to the, to the media. I know you hear it on the, on the, on the car scene, but um, you know, he doesn't let that <laughs> get to him. Um, um, he's, and, um, you know, he, he gives us the access that we need. And uh, we definitely appreciate that.
2: I think he's listening to the team podcast, rolling into work. Uh, you know, I, I, how much have you guys seen? Because we've seen it on display in the last two games that have been part of the hard knocks episodes. I mean, Michael Bidwill and Steve Kime. I mean, that's a bromance, man. They're boys.
0: <laughs> no, we love it. We thank them for the access, man. You don't see it on the that we get to do. So, them allowing us to put the camera on them, whether you know, in the owner suite, um, is a huge bonus for us for, for uh, coverage during the games.
1: Terrell, when did it become clear this week that Kyler Murray wasn't going to play? Because it's been kind of hot and cold what we get from the team at press conferences, national media reports. You know, he gave it a go and tried to test it out Sunday. But for you and your team, was it clear, like, early in the week, like, Colt's the
0: guy this week and then kind of proceed from there? No, no, not not at all. It wasn't uh, – I mean, we prepare. and prepare for anyone. Yeah, Kind of, like, follow the storyline. But, you know, all week it was, you know – it was Kyler. Kyler was playing in L.A. Uh, mm. So we just we just prepared for Colt. And uh, we found out during pregame that, you know, Kyler wasn't a go and, um, you know, stuck with Colt. So now we, we find out just like you guys. Yeah. You know,
2: so you're not having to play anything closer to the vest in your personal life. Uh, you know, you're watching yeah. all the, the panel shows and they're saying, you know, who could be starting. You're like, oh, I know now. So that's yeah. that's interesting to know. Let me ask you this then. I mean, as we see on full display, Colt McCoy and the preparation, we didn't see so much as far as Kyler Murray, but what what are your thoughts? Is is, is there a big difference between how those two prepare for each and every week?
0: Um, I, I think so, but I think, I think with Colt, it just comes more just the, the, the maturity and, and, the, and the growth that he has um, being a quarterback. Uh, Kyler's still a young QB and still learning and he's learning from Colt as well. So, um, you know, the way that they, you know, uh, prepare for the game is obviously different each week. And, and I think, I think it, You know, the fans can obviously see that. Viewers can see that um, on the show, how they prepare each week. It's definitely different.
1: I'm going to put you on the spot here and feel free not to answer. But this is the question everybody wants to know here in the Valley because he's a local product. So, Eno Benjamin was abruptly released by the team on Monday. So a lot of people thought, yeah, Yeah." well, a lot of people thought (laughs) we were going to get some insight tonight. And then, you know, the, the rationale is the team won. Let's let's end with that. Can you give us any insight, like, not to cash out over this week, but, like, yeah. going into next week's broadcast, is it fair to expect some kind of Eno Benjamin-esque type of segment, at least to kick off the episode?
0: Yes, definitely watch show three. Absolutely. Oh, oh
2: yeah. man. I yeah. can't yeah. wait. Yeah, that's that's fantastic news. It's going to be yeah. – get the popcorn out for that one. Is it yeah. safe to say that as well?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Now I, I would say – and we were hearing a lot that Eno was a you know a fan favorite, being a hometown guy, but – yeah. I'll, I'll say yeah, Stay, stay tuned and watch show three.
2: Man, I, I just want to ask all the rest of my questions about this. I, I mean, <laughs> is, is it something that which is going to shock people, or is it just you know from from? I mean, you've been doing this a long time, I and mean, you've been in a lot of NFL locker rooms.
0: Yeah, um, it was shocking to me. Yeah, I will say that. Again, the beans and, and give it away, but it, for for us, yes, that's been documenting and doing these shows for a while. Um, yeah, it was a little shocking.
1: Man, I'm fired up now. We're going to cut this <laughs> clip, Terrell. We're going to post it all over our social. We're so <laughs> thankful to have you on. Uh, so Lakita Smith was, yeah. I thought, kind of the underrated story because he's a 6th round pick. He was blatantly like clear. I did not expect to play this year. And for him to go out and kind of have the game that he had, do you feel like justified in those moments, like we're going to follow this kid around all week, and then he's going to go out and perform, and it's kind of like the cherry on top for this specific segment, this specific show?
0: yeah for a for one of the wires that you put on a guy and you don't you're not sure what you're going to get yeah um, and he's he's a gem he's really he's got a great personality great story um got to spend some time with him at home off the field um you know but you know he definitely surprised surprised us with the way he went out and performed um definitely impressed um and and, and the rest of the uh, the o line um those guys are just they're, they're stepping up so um you you'll see some more of him in show 3 as well
2: Okay, and have uh, you seen the last of Popcornitis? That was a that was the definite highlight. Really? Calvin Beach, um, it, it made it. It came out serious, which I'm like, man, there's so much we don't know about this team, and I cover it on a day to day basis. I see I see you out there at the facility all the time. I mean, it's just interesting to hear that he got transported to the hospital. Got cl- out, thank God, you know, cleared out, and and then his team is
0: right there to make fun of him, poke fun of him. I mean, that that was interesting. Yeah, that's a that's one of the, uh, you know, serious but turned into a humor scene. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) we have we have fun with those kind of scenes. So there's plenty more of those um, that we try to get into the show as well. How much access did J.J.
1: Watt give you into like his personal life, his home life? This is his second go around, I believe, doing Uh, hard knocks. He did it with the Texans once upon a time and was like peak watt back then that was defensive player of the year. I remember flipping tires in the dark and there were people standing around. Like, what do you get from watt? Is you know, it's just like instant content when you mic up 99.
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess you could say that it's definitely instant, con- instant content, but it's not, it's nothing fake. Yeah. Uh, you're the real deal. Um, so anytime, yeah, it's safe to say, anytime you put the, put the mic on him at practice during a game, um, you're getting the true, real JJ Watt. Um, that's why we we love. If we can wire him up every day in every game, we we love to do that. So, um, but you're getting the real deal with him. He definitely brings it. Um, he's out there. He's a great teammate to those guys. Also a great leader um, and always coaching coaching those guys up.
2: I mean, the, the pregame speech in the huddle, fantastic. And then he was giving shit to Zayvon Collins in the second yeah. half too, which was a great scene. A Buddha Baker emerging. Did you guys maybe have to pull back on Buddha because you featured him so heavily, or or was that just you, you had other stories to tell this week?
0: Yeah, I think we kind of like, we want to spread the love. I mean, yeah. Buddha was definitely heavy in show one, um, but you want to, you want to, you know, there's a, a lot of guys with great stories, man, and, and you'll continue to see that throughout the series. Um, and you'll still you'll see plenty of Buddha um, in these games. Um, he's such a locker room. Those guys, obviously, you can see those guys love him. Um, and we did not expect him to come out there and play. So that that was a surprise when he came out there for practice. Um, you know, um, so, when he, yeah, when he came out there for practice, played in the game, that was de- definitely a big surprise for us. We're glad he – I'm sure you guys are glad. So
1: you guys focused on time tonight, a little less on Cliff Kingsbury. You went to his home, had the great interview last week. But I mean, the narrative around the Valley Terrell is he's on the hot seat. I mean, he's the number one coach, according to Vegas, or one of them to be fired next. But then you watch him and how the team performs against L.A. And you wouldn't think that. What kind of vibe have you gotten from from Kingsbury? Is it somebody that's very comfortable in their own shoes? Or can he sense kind of that insecurity with his position in the Valley?
0: No, nah, I think it's more more like a, off kind. I mean, those guys are they mirror each other. Um, I don't I don't I don't get the sense or, or vibe that he's or you know thinking that you know he's he's about to lose his job. Nah, King, he's definitely got control of the team. The guys respect him. Um, solid work ethic. We see you know within within the meetings. Um, I don't I don't think Cliff is, is worried at all.
2: Last question from us yeah. here, Terrell, really appreciate your time here and, and tremendous work so far through two episodes. Can't wait for episode three here for Cardinals hard knocks. Uh, anything left uh, from the dinner that we didn't see from the offense, where was that first and, and anything we heard Kyler, we heard beach a little bit talking to the rookie, anything that you can kind of tell us that we
0: didn't see. Uh, no, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of. Hit the cutting room floor. Um, and we, yeah. we shoot a lot of the off the field scenes. i, I Actually, forget the name of that restaurant we were at. Okay. But um, those guys, um, they tend to go out each week, and they they invite us out there uh, with them. Um, and it, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, it's not it's not all X's and O's, but when it does, and it's a learning. Uh, with with uh, Lucidus, uh, that was great content with Kyler talking with them. But um, it's it's always good. I think I think one of the things obviously <clears throat> that stuck out to me uh, was the Rondell Moore, Moore uh, section. And it yeah. was going back in, in, in practice and practice and with him being so down on himself from, from dropping the, pra- the the pass in practice and J.J. coming up to him and saying, hey, you know, is it Wednesday or Sunday? Is it Wednesday mm-hmm. or Sunday? And then for him to make the big catch on fourth and three in yeah. the game with the Rams, uh, it just, it just kind of just shows, you know, how serious these guys are. I'm just it, – it's a privilege to be able to take the fans behind the lens and these guys go through during the week.
2: Fantastic stuff. Terrell Riley, NFL films director. Join us here. Talking Car- hard knocks episode two. We're looking forward to episode three. Terrell, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Have a great Terrell. rest of your night. I'll see
0: you tomorrow right. at the facility. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
2: Oh man, Fantastic we're going to get
1: our, stuff. we're going to get our, Eno blow up next week. I can't wait. I need a time machine. I want it now, <laughs> but I don't want to be greedy. Great stuff from Terrell. Uh, so yeah, that, you knew, you knew it was coming. How could they not? Yeah. How could they not play, play to their audience? Uh, episode tonight was great. Nonetheless, we're going to continue to dive in. But first, I want to remind everybody, Underdog Fantasy, my favorite fantasy football app, bar none, I'm the guy, Bo, that hates doing year-long fantasies. I have no attention to detail for it. I have no patience <laughs> for it. Underdog Fantasy lets me and a bunch of my buddies dive in every single game day. I want my payout same day. I get it. It's been fantastic. My personal experience, you can do NBA, you can do NFL, whatever you want, hires and lowers, and it's really easy to get started. If you're not familiar with Underdog Fantasy, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with the promo code, you guessed it, PHNX, and Underdog Fantasy is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Now, I've spent my hundo, uh, but hopefully you have better luck than I do. You know, I took... I took too many overs for uh, A.J. Green during the season, and that didn't <laughs> yeah. work out. But now he looks like he's 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 back from the dead, as am I. Check out Underdog Fantasy. Uh, download it in the App Store. Uh, and then also check out the Game Time app. So listen, Cardinals have a big game in Mexico City come Monday night. If they win and we're heading home against the L.A. Chargers, I don't want to see baby blue as much as I love those jerseys in the stands at Safe Farm Stadium. I want to see it packed with Arizona Cardinal fans to the brim. The last couple home games, even the Saints game, the Seahawks game, way too many opposing fans. And so the best way you can do it, you might think, you know, Johnny, team's not great this year. I don't know if I want to spend premium money. I I get what you're saying. So that's where game time comes into play. It helps you save up to 60% on tickets when you buy last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. Our GM saw Bookman's gotten seats on the cheap. My dad, when he was in town, got super cheap tickets on game time. It is way better than all these other third-party vendors that want to charge you an arm and a leg with all the service fees, the nonsense. Streamline it now. Download the app. Check check them out at game time. Uh, And the best way to support us is buying your tickets through the link in the description below, Bo.
2: Let's catch up with some of this chat because you guys are crushing it again. Let's see, Nazar saying the thing is we got to... Hope we can button up and go forward with steam. Hope they're watching film from last week's 49ers game and planning to lock up Ayuk. Yeah. Brandon, Ayuk had a big week, but then you saw, you know, guys like Christian McCaffrey, not put up McCaffrey like numbers or Debo Samuel was kind of coming back from injury. We held to what, just about 20 yards. It was Ayuk all the time. It seemed like for Jimmy G or when he needed him most last week. Yep. So yeah, that is going to be absolutely important. Uh, We see Juan saying, I loved when Colt said, quote, pay attention to the details. It paid dividends. We were making nearly as many mistakes as they were. The Arizona Cardinals offense, absolutely. Would they have 12 penalties against the Seahawks the previous Mm -hmm. week uh, before Kyler went out? And then Dylan asking, do you think Ertz has an ACL tear? Well, Dylan, we talked to Cliff Kingsbury today, and he confirmed that he was having, Ertz was having season-ending surgery on his knee, but he wouldn't confirm as far as what, he was having worked on he wouldn't somebody asked ACL and he said oh, he wasn't going to give us those details so that's yeah, the latest on earth we got conflicting
1: information Adam Sefter said that he avoided major surgery then it's Rap. she'd say no 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 he's having surgery all I know yeah. is he's done for the year hopefully he's back next year he's under contract and it's it's time for for Trey McBride to step up and, and maybe that's a player that they feature in hard knocks in the coming weeks. Beau.
2: It's it's interesting. I mean, when you think about it, it's 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 vague, you hear Neen, you're like, Okay, it's season ending, but if it's if it's something like a meniscus, it's something he could get back before the start of next year, right? Yeah. If it's something like an ACL, if if it's one of those you know he's he's going to be looking at at least a 12-month recovery. So I think that's probably why they wanted to play a little closer to best. You're used, you're used to seeing the insiders, the rap sheets, the Schefters, get that information. We'll see if anything leaks out after that. But as of right now, there's no season-ending knee surgery for Zach Ertz. Jose chiming in, Niners won an ugly game. This is a winnable game. Just needs the same effort. And you know what? I think Johnny and I agree about that. We talked about it in our show earlier today as we double dip you know, we look at the Niners, their last four games, they, they beat the Chargers who are obviously just deteriorated by injury. Right. And then you've got the team that they, they beat the last, it was the same team that the Cardinals beat in the Rams. And then before that, they got just beat down by the chiefs. And then the Atlanta Falcons won a game pretty handily against the San Francisco 49ers. So, You know, pretty uneven performance by them this season. They're getting healthier. They're getting everybody more incorporated. I think that's why you see this eight-point spread going in the game on Monday night. But, you know, Johnny, did you get any sense that this episode tonight shed light on who you think is going to be in the shotgun for the Cardinals come Monday night football? You no, know, I keep going back and forth. I mean, you. I thought, okay, it's Colt's team after tonight
1: going into Monday. And then you got Terrell telling us, no, no, no. We thought it was K1 all week. Now, I don't know if that was the team's doing or not. And if so, hell of a job by the team. But, I, you know, I, maybe they went hard on, on Colt because they, they thought this is going to be our Colt episode. And then K1 mm-hmm. is going to return to the lineup next week and take over. But, I mean, it's the guess. best guess is, is anybody's guess. We talked about it at Nauseam in our 4 p.m. show today. I feel like you and I both feel like that Kyler Murray is under some heat to play that we can't have this turn into last season. I even threw out the notion that this is a little NBA ask, like, you know, last year they were what seven and Oh, eight. No, in a position, like they could uh, start a backup for a couple games. Like they need their best players on the field. And now you've got Hollywood Brown practicing and Kyler's going to practice all week. So ble- break glass in case of emergency, this is an emergency, and as much as I love Colt McCoy, and I think Colt McCoy in the right circumstance can win, Kyler Murray, at his best, is better than Colt McCoy. And Colt McCoy also, and they didn't showcase this in the episode, came out of that game and came out of it because of a need. So if both players are compromised, give me the franchise quarterback. I do want to talk about, and Dylan kind of alludes to it here, was yeah. this a turning point, point? and I, I'm not being overdramatic, of Rondell Moore's career. Rondell Moore, who has been beaten up, He's been injured. Last year, he started off hot, fell off. This year, he started off slow, was hurt, and now is finally picking up that downfield route tree that we had talked about. Mm-hmm. The, how much he has just ingratiated himself with his teammates, how much everybody wants it for him, because they probably, like the rest of us, they see it at practice, right? Mm-hmm. Just If that can only translate to games, if he can only stay healthy, he makes that big catch on, on fourth and three. The confidence that must give him, a player of his stature, to be able to go out and produce now, if he can do that against the Super Bowl champion, LA Rams in their building, I, I am hopeful that, yeah, it's we got injuries, Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray, whatever, but like, are we underestimating the fact that number four may have figured it out?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, a, there's a confidence with this coaching staff, with with the quarterbacks, whether it's Colt or whether it's Kyler Murray, that he's going to win those one-on-one matchups. I mean, you yeah. saw it on full display where Cliff is having the conversation with, with Colt probably in his headset saying, you know, Rondell's going to have him. We like our look here. I talked to yeah. actually asked Cliff about that play in particular earlier this week, and he kind of walked us through it. And they just, it's unbelievable at 5'7, Johnny, for a guy like Rondell Moore, that you like that play down the sideline to him, but he can get such separation and he didn't even really have separation that no. play. And they still loved it. He makes it a spectacular one handed and grab and is able to kind of get himself in bounds for the game that, that, that play sealed the game for the Arizona Cardinals. It was, it, it was after that, the Rams were done. Uh, yeah. He's emerged and, and come along. It was, it was a little slow out of the gate, but he was coming off a, a bad hamstring injury himself before the first week of the season. And yeah, I mean, if, if they can, if they can incorporate Hollywood Brown more so than we've seen so far, obviously from Robbie Anderson, who's got negative yards and his few targets that he's seen in his only couple weeks with the Arizona Cardinals and AJ green who emerged for two big catches last week after being dormant since week six, you know, it's, it's dangerous. And I look at yeah. a nine secondary that is not very talented. So no. uh, you know what they bring in the front seven, but when you've got this, it, you, you, this wide receiver strikes fe- core strikes fear in probably every NFL defense, if they're at full strength. I love this comment by
1: Juan pointing out that the quarterback group praised on Colt saying he can throw and wherever because he sees the field differently due to his experience. It says a lot about our yeah. quarterback. I think it just speaks to the fact that like Colt McCoy, and I'm not overstating this, was a legend in college football. And he was a third round draft pick and he's had a, a good career in the NFL, kind of floating and has been a spot starter. But he was one of the best college quarterbacks of all time and competing for national championships. And to me, you you watch him and he could easily be a future head coach in, in the NFL. He could be a future broadcaster. His, his football IQ, he just kind of, he's got the gravitas that everybody goes to. And I think that's where we're probably unfair with Kyler. Kyler is in his mid-20s. He, he was not a four-year starter at the collegiate mm-hmm. level, right? So he's still figuring out his best leadership style and attributes. Now, you know it's push comes to shove. You get two hundred thirty million dollars, we expect those things. But then, Colt McCoy. You know, I'm thirty four years old. He's two years older than I am. and yeah. He's playing at a high level against the Super Bowl champion. I, you're right, Dom. Like he, he, he's going to have his fair share of just opportunities after football if he wants to stay around the game. But as far mm-hmm. as this year goes, like. Listen, I'm not coming out here to say that that Kyler Murray shouldn't start the rest of the year, and that you know Colt McCoy should get seven more games as a starter. But we talked about this at our 4 p.m. show, Bo. If Colt McCoy wins, especially after what you just saw mm-hmm. and how much his teammates love him, if Colt McCoy beats the Niners in Mexico City on Monday Night Football, he is not losing his job. Uh, while Kyler returns from injury until he loses a game. I'm convinced of that. We just saw it in Dallas with Cooper. Rutt. You think there's a chance Colt McCoy could beat the Niners on Monday Night Football and then they bench him against the L.A. Chargers the following Sunday? You think that could happen? I Yeah, I, I do think that that could happen. It happened wow.
2: last year. He played at a very high level. I mean, his well, last game. It, Kyler and then, was playing it as an,
1: as an MVP before Kyler got hurt, though.
2: And you still have to have belief, especially with what you just signed, the deal you just signed him to this off season, that he's, he's still that quarterback. You just have to put him in, in the right position for success. And obviously hopefully he's gained some perspective and potentially we'll see. It's just been one game on the sideline. Could it be two? And if it's two wins for Colt McCoy, you know, here's what I think realistic could really happen. I don't say realistically like, you're and I don't want to that something. to happen. Right. Before you make your point, but I'm not maybe, really sure that to happen. yeah. But maybe he sits out until the bye week because the Arizona Cardinals would play on a short week. You made this point earlier. The L.A. Chargers at home. Maybe they they have Kyler just sit out because Colts on a heater and then come back after the bye week if they can if they can uh, you know kind of hold what serve while he's McCoy goes goes three and zero in that scenario. You just, well, what's the, what's the cliche about, about backups? John Clayton said it, the late, great John Clayton. They said that you can win, they can win you three games, then they'll lose you three games. And, and Colt McCoy, I think he, he is, there, nobody was pounding on his door, even after his performance this year, when he was this past year, when he was a free agent this off season, to be the starter of their franchise, like he's, he's a backup quarterback. And I think he's accepted that role. He prepares like the starter and, you know, when, was it Dylan that said he should be an O.C., future O.C.? You know, Cliff said this week he could be he could be a coach or he could be the governor of Texas. He can do anything because he's so he relates to people so well. And and he, he has, you know, he asks the right questions. He he talks to people on, on the same level and treats everybody the same. And that's great. Uh, but, you know, as far as what's what is real reality here is the Arizona Cardinals have made. In absolutely a, a historic investment for this franchise in Kyler Murray. And I think, you know, I know Michael Bidwell at the end of the day will do anything to win, but he understands that he needs to win with Kyler Murray. Let me ask you this because we're playing hypotheticals here, which is my favorite <laughs> right. game
1: when, when half of it doesn't ever come the to fruition. HNX
2: Cardinals at dark and we're playing that's hypothetical. Right. I've had a <laughs> we get cocktails.
1: weird. Yeah, that's right. I've watched my premium cable television and HBO and I want to get nuts. If cliff Kingsbury beats the 49ers on Monday night football in Mexico city, do, regardless of how the rest of the season ends, is he safe for next year? Does he come back? Cliff, if he, if Cliff he Kingsbury, beats, yes. Yeah. I agree. Yes, I think, I think, I think beating the Rams and the 49ers back to back weeks, and then you you would assume even if they don't make the playoffs, they'd beat a Denver and Atlanta. They would find a couple more wins along the way. I think if Cliff wins this game on Monday Night Football, it would mean so much to Michael Bidwell on the national stage. I think he would be safe as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you heard you know, Terrell say that, you know, Kime and and Cliff, they don't kind of they don't walk around guys who are who feel like their job is on the line each and every day? They they're losing our programming. That's a fact. no. They don't. They don't. They've got the uh, the team podcast on. Oh, they call them all- for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a little less harsh on them. But no, I mean, they're they're the guys from the Hangover. They're they're in the Mercedes. They're the three best friends anyone can have. It's That's kind, right. Bidwell, and Cliff. Uh, and Cliff's the cool guy of the group. So, uh, yeah, I mean. It's, it, you know, you should be concerned to an extent that it's such a, they have such a tight relationship, but. A lot of fist pounds between. Kyler a lot of fist and, pounds. And Michael well, Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of bro hugs. Uh Mike in the chat, he's amped because of what he saw from Colt McCoy. And yeah, I mean, he's a, as advertised. And, and that's huge for the Arizona Cardinals to be able to go from Kyler Murray to that and and potentially have Colt McCoy jumpstart this offense. Because, yeah. and, and look. So here's the question I have for you, Johnny. Let's get yeah. even more hypothetical. Let's get really weird. Love Love let's, let's draw the shades here, turn dim the lights, and get some get some adult beverages here. Okay. Uh, if if Kyler comes back and the offense gets back to its struggles that we saw for nine weeks, can you put that cat back in the bag? Can you can no. you send him to the no. sidelines?
1: No. You just wear it for the rest of the season? You do, and you eat it into the offseason. You figure it out. Kyler's not playing because he's hurt. I I don't think. Listen, Colt, and somebody put it perfectly on our 4 p.m. show, like Colt played well, but he also started the game. He had the field goal, and then they went like three and out, three straight drives, or they were scoreless or whatever. So they they didn't crush it. They scored 27 points, and they had a defensive touchdown. But I think, again, Colt McCoy – Spot, start, backup, great. Stretched out to 17 games. Not what you want. There's no scenario in which Kyler Murray, like, because of poor – because Kyler wasn't playing bad enough to be benched before his injury. He wasn't throwing, Mm -hmm. like, pick sixes and three picks a game or whatever. It just – it wasn't his best because we've seen his best. And that's why all of us are frustrated. Like, where is the five-touchdown performance that he had against Tennessee in week one last year? Where are those kind of kyler S performances? We know he can do it. My only pushback – and again, I wouldn't do it, but what I just watched strengthens my mindset. They win these, they win Monday night. He's playing against the chargers. He beats the chargers. It's going to be a very difficult conversation to start three and zero, and the team, because then it's just your, it's open season of the, the better leader won the job, won it outright, has less, has less, lesser physical attributes, but he's getting more out of this team He's a better fit for the team right now, figured out in the off season. But at that point, let's say they, I'm going to jump around here. They okay. get back to, they get back to six and six Colt McCoy wins Monday and then wins the following Sunday. They go under their by six and six, basically with their, their destiny in their hand, because mm-hmm. they could conceivably go three and one down the stretch and get in the playoffs. At certainly 10 and seven, maybe even nine and eight. And you've got, Denver, which is awful. And you've got Atlanta, which well, is great Midland. defensively.
2: Yeah. But I mean, you don't want to, you want to make mistakes and you got Better. Belichick. I mean, you're, you're already down, you know, in the matchup of minds as far as sideline, side the sideline, you, you want the veteran at quarterback.
1: <laughs> I, it's going to get, I mean, I'll love it for our show because I want to talk about it because it's fascinating, but it scares me. What, what could happen? I want it's a good problem to have. I want this yeah. team to get back and be in the playoff race. And again, we are putting the cart way before the horse here. I do think sure. though, if they win Monday night, they're beating this, they're beating the Chargers on Sunday. They're gonna yeah, have I so will. much effing momentum. If they beat this fraudulent Niner team and fake ass Kyle Shanahan <laughs> and Jimmy Garoppolo in Mexico, as long as they don't drink all the all the tequila down in Mexico <laughs> City, they're gonna beat the Chargers the following time.
2: You guys are killing it in the chat right now and uh, I, I want to get to some of them but first I want to say that Colt McCoy's his, his start it, the way that he operated the quarterback position for the Arizona Cardinals was as refreshing as mountain spring water from the Alps but it had an edge to it that it was it would be stored in in a large tall boy can like it was a like it was a beer it was it's it's basically a liquid death at this point. And liquid yes, death, yes. it's gonna murder your thirst. Just like Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals murdered the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. Uh, it was beautiful. We'd been waiting all season long for a win like that. And we got it, and we've been waiting. You don't have to wait any longer for a beverage like liquid death to murder your thirst. And also murder plastic pollution. They're donating 10% of their profits for every can sold to help kill plastic pollution liquid death is unbelievable we love it they've got the mountain spring water and then they've also got the flavored sparkling water that's so popular right now but they do it better than anybody else and they murder plastic pollution at the same time you can't beat it you look cool drinking it because it looks like you're putting back a cold beer get free shipping on all water and in merch at liquid phnx that's liquid death.com slash phnx or find liquid death at your local target fries or sprouts johnny Uh, Great comments here, Juan. I hope this Murray situation
1: doesn't turn into a Jameis Winston situation where they aren't 100% on Kyler. I mean, Winston didn't get a $230 million deal. Uh, They paid him because they were desperate. I mean, you see how comfortable Kyme and Cliff are in their skin, whether or not that's overconfidence, especially Kyme. I think they wanted to sign Kyler. I know they did. Now, maybe they didn't want to sign him to that much money. They didn't want to have it be public. But I mean, we've had Rap Sheet and report on the show, and they all—he said they always expected to do a deal with Kyler this offseason. Mm-hmm. So to take that into in what you think, but I—it's just hard because we've we've waited all year for Hard Knocks, and now Hard Knocks is here, and Colt McCoy has kind of stolen the reins a little bit, of the, like the leadership mentality, and it's just like, no, 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 this is supposed to be Kyler's show. We're supposed to be yeah. kind of put to bed the call of duty bullshit, and I've seen some of it in the comments like. This is his opportunity, and now he's hurt, and so it, he's not even really featured yet. He's a little bit featured at the beginning with his injury. Like, I don't know. It, it's bad timing, but he can change his narrative and change his stars on Monday Night Football.
2: Yeah, he certainly could. Uh, I mean, were you at least a little encouraged when he's out there? He's on the table. He's getting his treatment, and he's saying, ooh, did you feel that? It's a little looser. The, you think that that means he's getting closer? <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. I mean, it, at least the the ankle was probably more uh, tougher to co- know if you were ready to come back than the hamstring. Am I am I right by saying that? I mean, Buddha yeah, I- of course is is a different animal, but that was on full display during the episode. And I
1: just feel like with a hamstring, like you're good to move around, but you just can't let it rip. Like we saw with D hop last year when he came back from his hamstring and he tried to let it rip against the (laughs) LA Rams on that deep shot. And he, and he, you know, hurt it even further. Maybe it was his groin. I thought it was his hamstring. It, yeah. As as Mike says, hammies are tender, but like, that's where, again, we talked about it earlier. That's where Kyler Murray just needs to say, okay, this week I'm going to be a $230 million pocket passer. (laughs) And I have an elite yeah. arm, and I can complete 70% of my throws like Colt did, and I'm going to take the easy throws and the checkdowns, and yeah. I don't need to run around, and I'll be fine. And I, the Cardinals, like, I would have thought, Bo, after last year and, and losing Kyler for three games, there would be a contingency offense that they could run with him if he was unable to beat Kyler outside the pocket, Mike Vick-esque. And they didn't mm-hmm. do that, clearly. Yeah. I, at least the, from my understanding, it's very much like – Kyler's either got to be a hundred percent and we got to be able to run our full complement of offense, you know, 10 personnel, let it rip, gun and shoot offense, or he can't play. And that to me, that is, that's irresponsible on, on everybody's part. You ought to be able to say Kyler's 85, 90% will be all right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you should. You, you would help. I mean, especially when you, when you income to the deal that you did, that, yep. that guy's willing to go out there and any condition you know, play hurt. And he, he tried to play hurt. I mean, maybe that's where the coaching step hesitancy comes from the year they go eight and eight, right. When they, they started out and uh, six and three and ended up eight and eight. And he had the shoulder injury against Miami in that game and, and ends up playing and uh, they fell apart at the end of the season. So I, I don't know if there's some reluctance, but uh it's, Maybe they're like, if he's not a hundred percent, we just don't want to force it because he's he's not your a traditional size quarterback. If he takes one more shot, we don't, we don't want to see what that result looks like. Uh, yeah, popcorn can be bad for you when you, when you put back as much as Calvin Beach. How much? Is allegedly, that mean? I don't know, man. Arizona animals. That uh, it's it's an informative. I mean, as far as. As, as Hard Knocks goes. Let's wrap things up here, Johnny. What 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 were some major takeaways? Who is the star of this uh, most recent episode of, of Hard Knocks know. in your opinion? You know, I told producer Leo air, Gwen Stefani's
1: face in the press box doesn't really move anymore, and that's... Concerning. Wow, he might she did not deserve that. She <laughs> might need to fire a plastic surgeon. It's great to see Blake Shelton, though. Uh, he supposedly is undefeated when he attends Cardinal games, that being the team. So, uh, I kid. I, I, you know, I like this comment from from Kyler when he was just uh, like aggressively yelling at Lasita Smith at dinner and yelling the F word at him while he's trying to (laughs) get his block. That was great. I also like Sean had a block on a screen. Yeah. Right. And you, Kyler's just freaking out on him. And I'm like, (laughs) Kyler, you know, the cameras are behind you. Is that for show? Or is that authentic? And then I liked uh, when, when (laughs) Kelvin Beachum was walking into the offensive line group uh, room and Sean Coogler's like, lay down, lay the fuck down. And that's kind of how I, I – I don't talk to my wife that way, but when I come in she's with our two kids and it's been a rocky day and I get off work and I'm like, honey, lay, lay down, lay the fuck down. I'll take care of the kids from here. That's uh, kind of like what Sean Coogler – That's leadership. Explaining. That's right. And so, <laughs> so I was doing my best Sean Coogler in our household. But I, the Cardinals have so many likable players – it just—it's mm-hmm. frustrating that the team's not better. I think that's our right. takeaway.
2: Is like, hey, all these guys seem cool as hell to hang out with. Why are you guys on your five hundred? <laughs> yeah, and, and we really didn't get into the to the JJ Watt stuff too much. You know, he had some cool one liners. It was really how. How absurd was it that they asked his his poor wife if she would like to see him lifelessly sitting on a table and then them shock shock him back to his heart back into rhythm? It's like what got what my wife who's in the medical profession is like, that's very that's that's uh that's out of line right there. Yeah. That's
1: that's yeah. not great. Maybe read the room guys. They're having a baby. They just had a baby. That, that's not, yeah. that's not great for optics. Yeah. You're, what you're
2: is- a month away from delivering. And he's like, yes, I'd love to see my husband, future father of my child, uh, the, with the, the panels on his chest and shocked back to life. Essentially. That's great. Let's do it. My- Mike, I love you, brother. My wife doesn't watch this show. I, you know, she's
1: watching probably reruns of Grey's Anatomy or something. So we're <laughs> this is a safe, this is a safe place here. Also, a safe place. Go to phnx.com. Read the workings of my guy Howard Balzer. Promo code Howard. Check out his most recent article on the team following Sunday's victory. Become a member for just under sixty bucks for a year. Cop a free T-shirt from the Phnx merchandise locker. We have a major announcement tomorrow morning. I believe nine a.m. You want to keep it plugged in to all of PHNX on Twitter. Bo, it was an absolute banger of an episode tonight. My favorite, though, of course, having our guy Terrell from NFL Films tell us we're going to get our Buddha Baker insight next week. I cannot, I cannot wait for that. What's up,
2: Eno? You said Buddha Baker. We we've gotten a lot of Eno Benjamin. Eno Eno Benjamin. Benjamin.
1: That's right. I ruined the the tease. (laughs) You know, Benjamin, we're going to get all the skinny, all the dirty. It's going to be like dirt sheets, the tabloids in visual form on HBO. And I absolutely cannot wait. Thank you all for hopping on. Double dose of PSNX Cardinals live today. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We got a game week. Cards going to Mexico City to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Bo and I are back Friday with Frank Sanders to preview the game. Until then, be well. Bye, everybody.